Hey guys, it's uh, CS Joseph, and I uh, just decided to randomly go live, because why not? I mean, I can go live, so I'm just going to go live. Um, actually wanted to uh, bring a discussion that started out on Facebook uh, with uh, the, the YouTube audience. Um, I had posted earlier this week, I, I was complaining, I mean, since when is CS Joseph not complaining or ranting about something, but uh, definitely uh, had to get a rant. Um, I mean, this weekend it's uh, Funnel Hacking Live, one of my favorite conferences. I did not get to go this year because I couldn't afford it, but it is what it is. Hopefully I'll be able to go next year. Uh, but uh, I've been really thinking a lot about sales and marketing as a result of the uh, cultural upheaval that uh, Funnel Hacking Live is. Uh, and uh, honestly, I have just grown really, really frustrated with how insensitive salespeople and marketers are. It's really frustrating. And, you know, and, and obviously, like, no one out there wants to be sold. No one out there wants to find themselves in a situation where it's like, hey, you know, you know, leave me alone because you're obviously trying to sell me something. And I'm just not interested, right? That always ends up being the issue. And I've noticed, you know, out there, like, the best salespeople are the people who are able to generate rapport with their customers first before, you know, offering, uh, offering a customer, you know, like making them an offer, for example. And I think uh, Gary Vaynerchuk in his book, Jab, 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 Right Hook, actually explains this pretty well um, And when he's talking about sales and marketing because his approach to social media marketing is that, hey, I'm going to give content and I'm going to give content. And I'm going to give content. I'm going to give this. I'm going to give this. I'm going to give this. And then I'll slip in here and offer every now and then. So giving content would be like, hey, it's a jab. It's a jab. It's a jab. But then like make an actual sales offer. That's a right hook. So you do a lot of jabs and then you have a right hook. So at least at a minimum, if you're following Gary Vaynerchuk's system, you are actually from a sales and marketing standpoint, generating some rapport with your potential customers, your audience, or whoever uh, has your attention as a result. And that's the, the typical model that we see nowadays. However, that's not actually the typical model. Uh, the reason why is because when people think sales and marketing, well, then you get the stuffy ESTJs or ISTJs out there who still think that they're really good at sales, even though they're not. I mean, it's funny. I actually just actually uh, had an ESTP friend of mine, very close friend of mine. Uh, he got hired on with this marketing company recently. And uh, he's, a, he's a Facebook advertiser. He, he specializes in Facebook ads. And, and to this day, I've never run an ad. I, I mean, I don't even know how to run an ad. You know, so <laughs> people are like, well, wait a minute. Why does C.S. Joseph not have ads? It's because I don't know how to do them. Let's be straight. And also because I don't think I'll ever need to run an ad ever. Uh, I, I really don't, you know. But the point is, he got hired on by this company. And um He's, uh, you know, he, he does Facebook advertising and they're trying to close deals with these various clients and the ESTJ is the owner of the company and he's responsible for sales. And I'm, and I went up to him and I'm like, dude, why is Effie Demon, uh, the person that you're putting in front of people when you're selling to them? Like, could you explain this to me? Why are you putting Effie Demon in a sales role at a company? And I'm like, the reason why you haven't signed any deals in the last 90 days is because, Honestly, Effie Demon is not the person to be like your point man in terms of sales. So like, what are you doing? Like, figure that out. Uh, and I basically, um, he asked me for my advice. And, you know, I, I give business advice and in, in, with coaching clients. But the advice I gave him specifically was like, hey, how about you just kind of take over sales? 
go to the ESTJ, give him an ultimatum and tell him that you're going to walk unless he lets you essentially take over the deals and try to close the deals. Within 24 hours of giving him that advice, or maybe it was 48 hours of giving him that advice, he already closed a, a big deal uh, for them and that company is back on track and they're no longer in financial jeopardy. At least I hope they're still not in financial jeopardy and he's able to close more deals. But the bottom line is, is that psychology matters in a sales in, in a sales situation. A lot of salespeople, a lot of marketers don't even understand these, these complexities or these simplicities, actually, uh, these nuances when it comes to how they're approaching their customer. And it gets super frustrating. And I see it all the time. I mean, like, it's just a, it's just a freaking numbers game. Let's be honest. It, it's all it is, you know, because, you know, human beings were, were, were treated like, we're treated like cattle, right? In a, in a sales and marketing situation consistently. Uh, you know, uh, our inbox, our mailboxes are spammed with email that we don't even want all the time. Uh, what about our actual mailbox, right? Think of all the mailers that are going there. You know, um, I think just recently, uh, we uh, we changed uh, we changed my wife's address officially to like our address, and then all of a sudden inside the mail we get this envelope full of this insane ads, tons of coupons for all these things, and it's because these companies have this deal with the U.S. Postal Service that if someone changes their address, we're going to give them all these ads instantly as soon as they get their change of address confirmation form in the mail, and it's like really frustrating. It's really frustrating that this happens because it's like. I didn't ask for this. I don't shop at Bed Bath & Beyond, right? I don't shop at Kohl's, right? So like, but all of a sudden I have all these crazy coupons. And of course, yeah, okay, numbers game, you could argue, well, now that you have those coupons, maybe you're more interested in showing up at that store. But the thing is though, guys, it's 2020. It is the 21st century. Why can't sales and marketing get so accurate with targeting of customers that the salesperson or the marketer actually understands their audience and already understands what they want so that the stuff that I get in the mailbox or stuff that I get in my email is already something I'm interested in. That would be nice. Of course, you know, Google and Amazon and everybody and their mother out there have been going out of their way to create this uh, system, especially with how they approach ads with digital marketing and, and the like. And yeah, we understand that they've been trying to perfect their formula for, for the longest time. And then you also get experts out there like um, like Russell Brunson or Aaron Fletcher, uh, who are all into sales funnels and uh, sales funnel creation. Um, the guy who created Kartra, uh, and then uh, the Kajabi folks, and uh, uh, Teachable, and all these other various platforms that you see out there to help people you know, design sales funnels to increase converted traffic and uh, you know, ultimately build their marketing system for their business. Okay, yeah, great, that's fantastic. But the problem is, is that that doesn't do very much as good. It's still ultimately spam at the end of the day. People are still treated like cattle. Uh, there's no actual relationship with the customer because you know, a lot of stores, they have this, uh, you know, they're playing, everyone's playing the numbers game and it's like, okay, hey, I'm going to sell you this thing and I'm just happy if you make that, if I just make that one sale, great. And then they just move on to the next person because again, it's like cattle, it's like a, it's like a numbers game. Why, why is it that if I'm gonna have someone sell to me or market to me, I am willing to accept deals from people or at least listen to offers to people that are actually more invested in having a long-term relationship with me as their customer. 
See, that would be actually nice, you know? Um, and, you know, honestly, like everyone says out there that they don't want to be sold. Everyone says that. But the truth of the matter is, is that actually people, people do want to be sold. It's just they want to be sold by the right person, the right time, to have the, the right thing to solve their problem with they, when they have the right need, right? At that particular moment. That's a lot of information. That's a lot of stars that have to align for someone to like, you know, get to a point where they're willing to have that uh, customer uh, seller relationship, you know, uh, in terms of commerce to have that commerce based relationship. It's really hard for them to get to that point. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of interesting how that how that works. Well, the problem is, is that so many uh, sales and marketers out there are so ignorant of psychology that they're not actually able to pull that off. They're not actually able to go that far. And it's really frustrating. I, I, I'm very annoyed by it, but, uh, you know, and uh, it could be a problem. So I decided to go to Facebook and kind of rant on Facebook. I did it also in our, uh, our public group. And a lot of the responses I got were, were really amazing. And it just goes to show that, you know, people in general, yeah, they don't like being treated like numbers. They don't like to, uh, you know, like people like kind of like cats in that way. You're trying to sell something to a cat. That's just not going to work. And if a cat's unhappy, the cat is going to piss on your stuff. The cat is not going to poop in their litter box. The cat is going to scratch things up. The cat is going to scratch you. The cat is going to fight with your dog. The cat is going to be unhappy, right? I was actually watching uh, this, uh, this, this cat show on Animal Planet recently because my wife likes watching that every now and then about this like cat behaviorist, uh, pretty cool show actually. And like just putting like little cat shelves around like your room so that the cat can like feel like they command the room and they're on top of the room and really up high. They get super happy and it like changes their mood, you know. That's the thing. Since when is a sales and a marketer going to like treat me like a cat and like give me, you know, that whole like the, the, the ability to command the room and to like, you know, and to, to be safe as a potential customer and then actually invest in creating that rapport and that lifelong relationship with me? Like when is that ever going to happen? Because quite frankly, people just don't understand the customers and it so comes off especially and i'm sorry fit users especially when you guys are doing sales and marketing because from your point of view it's so easy for fit users to be like well it's only about numbers because it's like okay hey if i buy this one million person email list and then send out a blast and it and it, it gives me just a one percent conversion i've just made a lot of money I'm like okay yeah that's great congratulations but do you really actually have a relationship with your customer? Are you just trying to just get yours on one particular transaction and that's all you have? Like, is there any, like, where's the rub, right? You know, so many people, especially FITE users, actually sell in this area. And this is why oftentimes when, like, because I've, I've, I've been in a sales team before. I came from a, a, a company called Veeam Software, billion dollar company, uh, internationally owned, uh, has a, a, a lot of the world's data protected by it. It's probably like the biggest name in, uh, in the biggest brand in data protection. You know, so like when you're flying around on Delta, you're getting on your Delta Airlines, you got your little boarding pass on your Delta app. But when your Delta app goes down, because it does, and all of a sudden you're pissed because you have to go get a physical boarding pass and you might actually be late for your flight, Veeam makes it come back, right? Well, that's what I did. My job was an engineer to help, uh, you know, I, uh, I helped salespeople sell this product to people in Silicon Valley. That was my job uh, last year. And... Um, 
And it was great. And I got to interact a lot with salespeople. But every now and then, I'd come into contact with these TE salespeople, these ESFPs, for example, and uh, who were just more interested in making their quota, making their sales numbers, uh, always going for the deal, anything they can, and they really didn't care about the FE relationship that much. Now, that's not to say that some TE users did. The most effective salespeople I still maintain are ESFPs and ENFPs more than anyone, but those are the ones that have their FE critic developed. If they have their expert feeling critic developed, well, then they are aware of how other people feel and they can wisely use the feelings of others to develop that rapport and those relationships with their customers to have a long-term sales uh, relationship with their customer, which ultimately increases the lifetime value of the customer. If you don't know what lifetime value of a customer is, let's say you own a restaurant, right? And uh, someone comes into your to your restaurant one time. If you can statistically, if you can get a person to go into uh, your restaurant three times, you have a customer for life. So let's think about that. So if they're coming in for life, how much money is that worth to you? Is that customer's probably, if you calculate it out, it's probably worth about three hundred twenty-five thousand dollars per lifetime customer, right? Well, imagine if that lifetime customer was just to continue buying and buying and buying from you. That $325,000 value attached to that lifetime value of the customer could actually increase exponentially, potentially, just because you are investing the time to generate rapport with that specific lifetime customer, right? Do you guys not understand what I'm saying? So anyway... We can't just have this, like sales and marketing people need to stop with the numbers game. Like it's time to let go of the numbers game. I mean, of course, you know, you could like queue up Grant Cardone with this 10X book and just be like, hey guys, just 10X it, Mr. Numbers Guy Incarnate. He's probably the biggest leader in the whole quantity over quality sales approach that I've ever seen. And then we have people like, um, gosh, what's his name? Um, I forget, it's this ENFP real estate guy up in Washington State, you know, making waves. And I just, he's he's all about the numbers. He's all about like, because like, here's, here's a great example of what I'm trying to get across here. This guy, this ENFP real estate salesman, he has this huge problem. You go to his Facebook and he's talking about how I can increase your profits for your for selling your house or I can help you sell your home or I can show you how to buy and flip houses. And it's all about money, 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 money. Then you have the ESTP salesman who does real estate. And what he does instead is that he's like, hey, guys, uh, I'm going to talk to you about this particular community. This is where your kids can be. This is where you can go on trails. This is this is where uh, there's these events happening. And what this ESTP does before he even mentions anything about buying, selling homes or any of that, he talks about the community and he gets potential customers to fall in love with the community because the ESTP salesperson understands how necessary it is to develop rapport with the customer or the client at that specific point in time. And then after developing rapport, you know, jabbing like Gary Vaynerchuk would say, then he'd do a right hook and then be like, oh, hey, yeah, by the way, I'm glad you really love this community, but I also sell houses here too. You know, maybe you'd want to buy that. See, at that point, there's already an established relationship with the customer, right? There's already an established relationship. And psychologically speaking, you could just see how Templar types ultimately can be more successful at sales provided they actually apply themselves in that area. 
But then again, you know, the ENFP still is the best at sales if they can just get over coming off sounding depraved like they can uh, with their virtue and vice. Same thing goes with an INFP. INFPs are amazing at sales. But if they start leveraging their Templar size of their mind, they can actually get better at sales. And this is where ESTJs and ISTJs can also be really good at sales. Philosopher types can be really good at sales, but they have to be leveraging the Templar side, size of their mind for the most success. Because then, you know, you get you get types like the ENFP or the INFJ who are amazing at sales and marketing by default, but they're able to cover both bases between their ego and their unconscious. It's like, okay, yeah, hey, I can I can sell this person because this person is responding to the quantity approach. They're responding to the money. They're responding to the flipping of the houses. And then, but I've also generated a lot of rapport with them and I've helped them fall in love with the community. You know what I'm seeing? And they're able to cover both bases because they are naturally able to do that within their own psyches. That's why ENFPs and INFJs statistically are the most successful salespeople out there. By the same token, you can also make the same argument for uh, ESTPs, you know, as well, you know, in, in that regard. But just, but just understand, folks. Like, there's a lot of these psychological nuances when it comes to sales and marketing that people are not even aware of. Like, they're not even aware of, and it just boggles my mind. So, I, I'd like to thank the the Facebook community for really rising to the occasion and getting involved in the discussion to be able to get to this point. But there's one other issue, like when it comes to the problem. The issue is, you know, niching. You hear about Tony Robbins when he talks about business, you know, people want to spend money in terms of health, wealth, and relationships, and how important that is. And, and like, sure, yeah, those are the main three primary niches that sales and marketers need to target because that's usually what people are the most interested in spending money on, especially impulsively. Okay, but then again, wait a minute, if you're just going for the impulse buy, how are you not treating your customer like cattle? How are you not playing that Grant Cardone 10x numbers game? You see what I'm saying? Like, where's the relationship? How are you leveraging the lifetime value of your customer? See, you're, you're, actually, you're actually not. You're, you're not, like at all. Like, hashtag terrible. Like, don't do that. How do, you, how do you expect to be successful at sales and marketing as a result, right? And, here, and here's the rub, folks. Everybody on this planet has to learn sales and marketing. Like the whole traditional way of like going to school, get a job, you know, go to college, go to school, go to college, get a job, you know, that doesn't mean anything anymore. I advise people consistently <coughs> to not go to college, to not get a bachelor's degree, to not get a master's degree. Instead, you should actually be learning sales and marketing because if you understand sales and marketing, it's the most valuable skill in the entire world because you can literally make money just by diverting someone's attention in a certain direction and you can make money super quick. You get the people's email addresses, it's a license to print money. It is a fact. The problem is, is I'm trying to take it a step further. Everyone's out there trying to just treat it like some numbers game and then all of a sudden all, all the sales and marketers out there are treating their customers like cattle instead of actually developing long-term relationships with their customer. And do that lack, uh, do that uh, uh, coldness, we'll say. It's no wonder people out there are like, well, I don't want to be sold. You know, uh, of course. When you look at those niches, health, wealth, and relationships, everyone in sales and marketing is taught to niche down and to get really specific to their niches and know their audience and know their niche. The problem is, is that even if people niche down, they're still treating it like a freaking numbers game. It's really frustrating. Like, it's annoying.
So stop doing it, guys. Seriously, stop doing it. If you're a salesperson or a marketer person, stop making these same mistakes every single time. It's it's going to be an issue. So anyway, we spent a lot of time here talking about the problem. Now let's actually talk about the solution, aka the good psychology of sales and marketing, right? So let's make an adjustment here and bring out my whiteboard for this and uh, kind of move forward from here. So here you go. So in comes the ultimate messaging formula. So yeah, numbers, spam, cattle, poor niching, no relationship with the customer. Yeah, that's effective. That's, that's really effective. In fact, we're gonna put it like a really giant red X right across that. That is hashtag waste of time. It's like, oh yeah, you know, it's just the law of numbers, man. You know, 1% conversion, yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah, that's very inefficient. Thank you for spamming my mailboxes and uh, filming and also contributing to more environmental problems as all those mailers end up in my, uh, in, in my mailbox and end up in the trash. And then it's like, wow, now I feel guilty about damaging the environment. Thank you, thank you. How about getting something that actually matters to me? Because here's the thing, like, you have to understand that when you're approaching sales and marketing, you could utilize psychology, Jungian analytical psychology, everything that's taught here and now on this YouTube channel, within this uh, YouTube or within this community, uh, on our website, uh, in our Facebook community, on our Discord, everything that we talk about, uh, the type grid, the four sides of the mind, the temperaments, the interaction styles slash communication styles, all of this cognitive transitioning, cognitive mechanics, all of this directly applies. Social engineering, hello. All of this directly applies to how you could sell or market to customers better so that you end up stop treating them like cattle, so that you end up stop you know, having this horrible lack of relationship with these people. And instead, you can actually create something known as a true fan. There's like a book out there that talks about um, uh, true fans. I think David Kelly wrote it. But true fans are basically, if you have a thousand true fans, basically you'll have enough money for life is basically his argument because any business that has a thousand true fans, those 1000 people will literally buy everything that you create. Every product that you make, they will buy it because they want in. And guess what folks? I am a true fan. I am a true fan of Robert Greene. Okay. Anytime Robert Greene has a book out, I buy it. I'm a true fan of George R.R. R. Martin. Every time George R.R. R. Martin has a book out, I buy it. Anything George R.R. R. Martin, like I buy what that guy sells. Like it doesn't matter. Anything that Russell Brunson, any book that Russell Brunson uh, releases, I buy it. Anyone that he, uh, uh, you know, uh, Jim Edwards just did uh, Copyright Secrets uh, and it's in the same format as Russell Brunson's books and it's even marketed by Russell Brunson, but Russell Brunson didn't even write it. I still bought it. You see what I'm saying? Because, you know, or, or Star Wars, right, has probably a lot more true fans than anything else on this planet. Anything Star Wars comes out, those true fans, they buy it. That's the point, okay? So why is this relevant? Well, People need to understand that the four sides of the mind, cognitive functions, quadras, all these different things directly apply to sales and marketing to enable you, the salesperson or the marketer, which if you're not a salesperson or a marketer, what the hell are you doing? Because everyone needs to understand this skill. Every single person out there, I don't care if you're in college, I don't care if you're in high school, I don't care if you're graduating college, I don't care if you're gonna be a doctor. 
If you're a doctor and you spent six years in medical school wasting your time learning medical science from the 1970s, what the hell are you doing? But apparently you guys like to do that for some reason. Instead of like, you know, what you, in my opinion, what you should be doing is not going to school and just have, and just be reading PubMed all day long and all the current studies after you get your general anatomy classes done and then just kind of move on from there and just kind of practice on your own. You know what I'm saying? And be part of the alternate health group or something. I, I don't know. Whatever you guys want, you can do that. And if I've just defended doctors out there, I mean, guys, let's be honest, Ansel Keys, I mean, that study talking about cholesterol, LOL, that's been debunked like a long time ago. I mean, you can even look at how that study is not exactly reproducible. Good luck in reproducing that study. Like, good luck. I dare you. So the bottom line is, is that so many things out there are so outdated. If you as an individual, it doesn't matter who you are, what you are. If you do not understand basic sales and marketing in the modern format, and I'm not talking about putting an ad somewhere. I'm not talking about, uh, you know, uh, you know, having like putting things in a phone book. I'm not talking about spamming people with mailers and whatnot. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about actually developing long-term relationships with potential clients over a long period of time so that they become your true fans, right? And that's what I'm talking about here. So why is this necessary? You have to identify who you are because if you don't know yourself, you don't understand yourself, you cannot understand anybody else. And that's the point. You wanna be great at sales and marketing? You have to understand other people. You have to understand them consistently. If you don't understand them, well, you're not really gonna get very much done. You're not really gonna do anything. So, but in order to understand others, you have to understand yourself first. So obviously you got to figure out your own personality type. What is your psychological type, right? Then you have to identify what personality types are your true fans. Which of your personality types are those true fans? Those people that will buy literally everything that you create, everything that you sell, they want to be there. Who are those people? Those are the people you want to target because those people, guess what? Are your ideal customers. Look, I do a lot of business coaching for people who have various businesses and I got I, I work with a couple of coaches and all the time they're complaining about having these customers that are so hard to work with. They're like, oh, this guy's a pre-Madonna or this person, they're so needy all the time. You know, well, guess what? Your true fans, they want you so bad, they're not gonna be that pre-Madonna. They're not going to be that needy person. Instead, they're gonna be your ideal customer because they're gonna buy everything you sell they're gonna be super easy for you to work with because you guys are like compatible and whatnot and you're able to speak each other's language. And as a result, it becomes a mutual beneficial relationship. You yourself become better at business because you're able to deliver a product or a service that they're looking for and it fits exactly what they need. Not only within the niche, but who they are individually as a person. Gosh, I wish I could have that for myself because there's some products out there I'd like to buy, for example, there's this guy, um, gosh, uh, Jeff Nippard, <laughs> N-I-P-P-A-R-D. He's like this ENFP guy who looks like he's taking steroids and whatnot. And uh, he's got this YouTube channel and he's talking about how people can burn fat and, and gain muscle at the same time, etc. And he's trying to like get rid of this myth and he's got this $50 book that explains why and all these YouTube videos are always marketing to do it. And he's trying to, you know, sell his book and sell his courses to help people lift and help people get, you know, get that figured out. But then I go on Reddit and it's like, okay, well, 
is this guy actually natural? Did he do this without any steroids? And like, I don't know how many times, because I've bought probably like, I don't know, 40 plus different lifting books and, and followed their programs exactly to the letter and, and still had a hard time even getting below 20% body fat in those particular situations, right? So it while following all their food, exactly, right? And it's like, okay, well, wait a minute. Yeah, it's working for them because they're also taking steroids at the same time. You see what I'm saying? You know, it, it would be nice if someone would be able to show me somebody who used to be 300 pounds or close to it, morbidly obese, and then all of a sudden one day, you know, have a six pack without surgery and without using steroids, right? Over a period of time, it could even be three years or whatever, but they'd be like, hey, here's the system and it works and they just solved that need. Now, I wish someone would deliver that to me on a silver platter because I haven't found that person and the search continues, right? But it's still like, you know, because everyone's different, everyone's body is different. But the point is, it's like people like Jeff Nipper, they're just treating it like a freaking numbers game. Whereas instead, they need to be able to identify with themselves and identify with their customers and their customer psyches and the psychology of their customers and focus on selling to those people that they are most compatible with from a sales point of view, like sales compatibility, etc. And, and, and do it that way. So as a result, they're literally creating true fans in mass. That way they end up are creating uh, ideal customers. What does that mean? That means they themselves as a business who's providing a product or service ends up providing lifetime benefit to their customers. Why would you as a salesperson or a marketer want to be able to provide lifetime benefit to your customer? That means they're happy indefinitely, which means they're gonna say nice things about you to other people indefinitely because like word of mouth is like probably the ultimate sales tool. Why would you not want to be creating true fans out of people you're selling to and marketing to? How about doing that? Oh no, Mr. Chase, we need to be doing, you know, the, the numbers game. It's all about, you know, we, we gotta treat people like cattle, you know, and it's like, okay, yeah, okay, wow. Oh, why, why, is this, why is this necessary? You know, it'd be really nice when people are selling to me and I'm cool with being sold, but they need to speak my language. They need to be able to make me comfortable. They need to have rapport with me. And there needs to be a level of trust established with them. We have to be able to break the ice in that regard and it all comes from rapport. And that rapport is gener generated by all those jabs, right? So when a right hook comes around, yeah, I'm happy because I'm already your true fan, right? That is what is necessary to get over the bad psychology of sales and marketing. So anyway, um, I, I do have an example. Um, so on Facebook, there's this guy, his name's Quentin Bauer. And Quentin Bauer, thank you for posting this. But he asked me a question, you know, how would you sell then if it came down to a wider scale, like a TV ad? And basically, all I said was identify your own personality type, your own psyche, and then identify all of the specific people that you sell to, psychologically speaking, that are most compatible with you, and then create a message, a marketing message that fits those people and then deploy it. And that way you're able to generate true fans, AKA ideal customers indefinitely. And then you end up having better clients and then, hey, it works with a TV ad, why? because you just adjust the language of your ad to specifically favor those true fans, those potential ideal customers, obviously. But apparently sales and marketing people out there are super ignorant to this, and I don't know why they're super ignorant about this. 
why is it sales and marketing people just want to play these numbers games like 10x hashtag grant cardone and, and and instead of actually really invest in having that relationship with their customer hashtag gary vaynerchuk you know what i'm saying like there's completely different ways of going about it so anyway like like you're so anyway regardless of this i i decided to put my money where my mouth is okay so uh I created uh, the ultimate messaging formula. I, I partnered up with Kat Abianic out of Australia and uh, we created a, a fantastic product that we're launching next month, uh, sometime in February, and some additional content for it in March. Uh, if you guys wanna get in on this to learn what the ultimate messaging formula is so you can stop being the victim of bad psychology for sales and marketing, go to ultimatemessagingformula.com. The link is below in the description. Just go ahead and check it out. If you guys wanna get on that, you're gonna get an upgraded type grid. That's nice, which I'm not gonna be releasing publicly, by the way, so like, there you go. An upgraded temperament matrix, that's nice too. We'll not be releasing that publicly either. And an, a new Quadra Foursquare to go with it, that's cool, not gonna be releasing it anywhere else, as well as a system that actually helps you not only identify your own type, but identify the specific people who will become your true fans, your ideal customers, and develop a messaging system specifically to them so that you are more successful in your sales and marketing. Why would you wanna do that? You gain the ability to, to print true fans on demand. You gain the ability to leverage your ideal customers for the best mutual sales and delivery experience. Hashtag lifetime benefit to the customer, right? You get to increase the lifetime value of your customer. Imagine that restaurant, right? where you have that lifetime value of the customer is like 330 grand. Imagine deploying this system for that specific customer who's become a true fan of your restaurant. You've potentially doubled or tripled their lifetime value. Why would you not want that when you're in business? Especially since they're a true fan that's gonna be telling everyone how great your restaurant is. Like, why would you not want that? You see what I'm saying? Anyway, folks, that's the bottom line. Get the ultimate messaging formula and then you'll get to a point where all of a sudden you have people in your face who are literally being like Philip J. Fry and saying, quote, shut up and take my money. So anyway, just wanted to get off that, get all that off my chest. So thank you all and uh, have a good night.